Greetings, Stay Frosty Parkrunners, and welcome to the 37th edition of the Stay Frosty Parkrun podcast. I'm Emu, and I'm going to be your host for the next 20 minutes or so. And this week, I have to say, I've really struggled to pin down a specific topic to talk about. That, coupled with the fact that I've had a rather busy week at work, has meant that I've actually missed over a pod. And for this reason, or for these reasons, I've decided to make this the last pod for a while and have a bit of a break. It's been a fun enterprise, and I might pick it up again, maybe changing to a monthly pod, and it will give me more time to gather something interesting to talk about, hopefully. This week, I will of course be revealing my staff park runner of the week, my featured park run, upcoming park run anniversaries, and I'll be letting you know how we got on in our park runs for this week, and for last week as well. I had an interesting conversation at work the week before last. I asked one of my colleagues how his London Marathon went this year. He said that he'd actually been injured in the weeks leading up to the marathon, so unfortunately he missed his target time by 10 minutes, finishing in 3 hours and 40 minutes instead of 3 hours and 30 minutes, which I think is an awesome time even to aim for, let alone achieve, but there we go. We chatted a little bit about running, and I said how proud I was of myself that I had done my first ever half marathon distance the other day, and I showed him my pace on Strava. He insisted that I should join a local club so that they could teach me about splits and different running techniques to improve. I said that I'd joined a virtual club, but I don't think he saw that as comparable. It made me wonder if there was more to joining a real-world club than the social aspect and improving your performance. I personally find it quite tricky to see the appeal of joining a running club, so am I just missing something? I can wax lyrical, and have done, about the appeal of not joining a real-world club, but I've never actually tried it, so it's difficult for me to talk honestly about the appeal of being a club member. The only real appeal that I can see is that for the social aspect where you support each other to achieve your running goals, and or ask for advice when needed, which is why I chose the Lonely Goat Running Club, where I don't actually have to attend running sessions at a fixed time or day, but I can talk to other like-minded people about running. If you're a running club member, I'd love to hear your opinion. Why did you decide to join originally, and why do you continue to run with them? You can get in touch on the email, stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com, or on the Stay Frosty Facebook page, where I'll be sharing your thoughts. I'd also like to hear from you if you've been running for some time, but have decided to never join a club. Have you never got around to it, or do you have specific reasons for not wanting to join one? As a birthday treat to myself, this week just gone... I went to my local climbing centre to do some bouldering. I'm still a little concerned that my right shoulder isn't 100%, but I've been meaning to get back into climbing for a while. And with the day off work and the weather being a bit rainy, it seemed the perfect opportunity. The centre is fairly new, but being on the outskirts of town is much larger than the other branch I used to visit, and being owned by the same company I could also use my old membership card which was useful. I was glad that I did it. It was tough. I mean, really tough. It's like my arms have regressed to a childlike state where lifting heavy suitcases would be difficult. Which was a little surprising because I do some lifting at work so I didn't think that it would be that bad. Anyway, I made myself do the traverse wall until I got my confidence back. It's only a few inches off the ground so no risk of falling and you progress from one end to the other. That actually hurt my arms more than climbing up and down, and I couldn't even climb for a full hour because my arms were like jelly by the end. But it was enough to remind me how much I enjoyed climbing when I did it before, and I'm determined to try and include it as a regular thing each week if I can get up early enough to squeeze a climbing session in before work. Which I'll fully admit that I haven't managed this week as I've been so busy. 
It might not be the most traditional cross-training exercise, but it is definitely something which improves my strength in my arms and legs. Plus, it feels very empowering being able to scale a wall using your own strength. If you have a cross-training exercise which may not be the prescribed normal for building strength, which could assist you with running, but which you do anyway just for the sheer enjoyment of it, I'd also love to hear from you. And now, moving on from my witterings, this week's star park runner is... Megan Richards. Megan completed her first ever parkrun at Nonsuch Parkrun on the 11th of May in an amazing time of 40 minutes and 46 seconds, giving her an age-graded percentage of 38.02. She finished in position 763 overall and was the 270th female finisher. Great work, Megan. I hope you enjoyed your first ever parkrun and come back for more in the following weeks. If you know someone who deserves a special mention as my star parkrunner of the week, you can email your nomination to me at stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or leave your message on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. I'd love to hear your nominations. Even though I'm taking a break from podcasting, I can still give kudos out via the Stay Frosty Facebook page. Now this week's featured parkrun takes us to South Manchester Parkrun in Platfields Park. As the name suggests, this parkrun is located south of Manchester. To get to this park run, you should head for the Platfields Playground, which is near the start location. Bus numbers 41, 42, 43, 142, 143 and 147 all run past the park along Wilmslow Road, and buses 150, 702, 743, 759 and 863 run past the park along Wilbraham Road. The nearest train stations are Muldeth Road, Levenshulm and Ardwick, but even the nearest of these is a 25-minute walk away. The entire course is run on well-defined paths, but they may still get muddy in wetter weather. It's an undulating but not very hilly course, and you complete one lap of the course for 5 kilometres, with a couple of places where you'll be running back past other runners going the other way. There is a very detailed blow-by-blow course description available on the course details page, so have a look at this if you want to know every blow-by-blow turn of the course. There are toilets located in the lakeside centre, and after the event the team assemble in the Fallow Cafe for tea and coffee. The volunteer numbers vary from the low 20s up to 50, but are generally around the 25 mark. Runner numbers have been between about 300 and 600, but peaked at 733 last week, making this another fairly large park run event. So far, there have been 472 events here, making the start date the 14th of November in 2009. This year will be this parkrun's 10th anniversary, and looking at the recent runner volunteer numbers makes it hard to believe that in the earlier days this particular parkrun had as few as 10 runners at one event. And that familiar noise means it's time to review the upcoming parkrun anniversaries. We're kicking things off with Lockor Meadows Parkrun and Clitheroe Castle Parkrun, both of which started on the 19th of May in 2018, and Swatham Parkrun, which started on the 26th of May in 2018, making it their first anniversary soon. Peacehaven Parkrun, which started on the 20th of May in 2017, will soon be celebrating their second anniversary. 
with a third anniversary, it's Ellenbrook Fields Park Run, which started on the 21st of May in 2016, and Stevenage Park Run, which started on the 28th of May in 2016. Gainsborough Park Run, Goole Park Run and Horton Park Run all started on the 30th of May in 2015, so they all have fourth anniversaries at the end of this month. Both Greenock Park Run and Buckingham Park Run had fifth anniversaries as they started on the 17th of May in 2014, along with Coomba Park Run, which started on the 31st of May in 2014, Bognor Regis Park Run and Cleethorpes Park Run, which started on the 24th of May in 2014. These guys will all be celebrating their fifth anniversaries this month. After starting on the 18th of May in 2013, both Musa, M-U-S-A, Cookstown Park Run and Queen Elizabeth Park Run have sixth anniversaries, and Brockenhurst Park Run, which starts on the 25th of May in 2013, has an upcoming sixth anniversary as well. Camperdown Park Run, which starts on the 19th of May in 2012, will soon be celebrating their seventh anniversary, and Marple Park Run and Falls Park Run, with, both with a start date of the 26th of May in 2012, will also be having a seventh anniversary soon. Wanstead Flats Park Run, which started on the 21st of May in 2011, will be celebrating an impressive 8th anniversary soon. After starting with their first event on the 29th of May in 2010, Crystal Palace Park Run and Hackney Marshes Park Run will soon be celebrating their 9th anniversaries. And finally, Albert Park Run, which started way back on the 31st of May in 2008, will be celebrating their 11th anniversary. Congratulations to all the park runs with upcoming anniversaries. And finally for this week, it's on to our park runs. Now last week we earned our letter N by travelling to Nonsuch Park Run, which is walking distance from Cheam's train station. We got there early, which was good, as the location of the toilets on Google Maps was actually in the middle of some trees and bushes. I was relieved to be directed by one of the helpful volunteers to the actual and very real toilet building. The skies darkened at one point, and it really looked like we'd be hit with a huge deluge of rain during the run. Thankfully, nothing more than a few large raindrops fell, and it cleared up soon after the start of the run. This was one of the larger park runs we've attended, but strangely it didn't feel that crowded, even at the start of the event. There were no real bottlenecks around the course, and although you get trapped behind runners running three or four abreast at some points, the course is wide enough in most areas that you can take a wide line to move around other runners if you need to. So that's exactly what I did for the first four kilometres. Then it felt like I was losing power for the final thousand metres. I still managed to get round the five kilometres in 26 minutes and 31 seconds, which I'm happy with. The course was a nice mix of dirt trails and tarmac paths, and as I walked around the long finishing funnel, I was able to turn back and see Jay doing his speedy finish. He completed the course in 27 minutes and 41 seconds, which he's also pleased with for sticking under 28 minutes. This is my first run as a veteran woman, which didn't make a whole lot of difference to my age-graded percentage, but does pit me against a whole different set of women each week, so it's nice to be the youngest in my age group for a change. This week we went back to our local park run at South Norwood. It was a mild but not hot, sunny, cloudy morning, and I must admit that I made the questionable decision of choosing long sleeves, but it worked out okay in the end. Jay and I both felt on our game, and Jay followed me pretty closely for all of the first lap, and wasn't far behind for most of the second lap either. I had that wonderful feeling of being completely in control the whole way round, 
initially I felt like I had some I had sort of shortened my stride but it was uh but felt like I was also moving my legs faster and it seemed to me although I'm sure it didn't look like this that I was almost gliding over the gravel and stones that I usually find so unpleasant to run on I was very aware that the front group moved away quickly at the start and I made the conscious decision to not to try and keep up with them but to try and run at my own pace it actually suited me as it meant I had a little more space to run in as the people in front of me actually pulled away. I didn't have my music on so I concentrated on my breathing and I know I'm going in good pace if I can keep my relaxed breathing rhythm for the whole of the first lap and not start to increase my breathing rate until I'm on the second lap. I definitely could have run faster but I really wanted to enjoy the five kilometres so I didn't push myself to the point where I was panting until the last few metres. On the finishing straight there was a guy who was struggling a little today as he darted ahead of me with a little distance and then slowed right down again until I caught up with him and then sped off again. He clearly wanted to finish in front of me so on the finishing straight as I approached him I announced myself with something like come on blue shorts I'm going to catch up to you at which point he instantly accelerated and in a moment of charmed coincidence another runner shot past me after I said this who must have, and the blue shorter runner must have actually mistaken the faster guy who went past me for me and gave it everything he had, finishing in front of me and in front of the faster runner. I don't think he was too traumatised as he managed to thank me in the barcode scanning queue whilst trying to regain his breath. I love how friendly Parkrun is sometimes. It's like the action of running together temporarily suspends our more typical British reservedness and gives us the confidence to talk to people we've never met before. I finished in just about enough time to watch Jay finish and take a few photos of his sprint finish as well, which was impressive. He finished in 27 minutes and 57 seconds, which he was overjoyed with, as it's a new PB and it's the first time he's gone under 27 minutes at South Norwood. I finished in 25 minutes and 46 seconds, which I was equally happy with, having never gone under 26 minutes at Norwood before, and another new PB and a genuinely enjoyable run. To add a little extra joy, I finished in exactly 50th place out of 144 parkrunners, and I was the fourth female finisher. I think I'd like to set myself the aim of being the first female finisher at South Norwood, but it's going to be tough to get my time down to the, around the 23-minute mark, which is where the uh, first finisher was this time. And as more people join parkrun, I'm sure there will be quicker ladies joining and joining in the fun as well. And that, I'm afraid, wraps things up for this week. I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone who has tuned in every week to listen to my musings on Parkrun. I'll try to release a pod every month, so look out for one in June, and hopefully that will give me more material to talk about. I'll stay active on Facebook, so if you want to get in touch with any suggestions, ideas or stories about your Parkrun adventures, I'd still love to hear from you. Parkrun is one of the most wonderfully inclusive events I've ever attended, and if you're in the Parkrun wave of next week's Vitality Westminster Mile, then I might see you there. Take care for now, stay frosty park runners, and I'll see you all next month.